Welcome to the We Have Issues podcast, a weekly look at the local issues and matters impacting Independence, Missouri. And now, your hosts, Lori Dean Wiley and Dan Hobart. Good day, Dan Hobart. How are you? Good day, Laurie Dean Wiley. I'm well, thank you. <laughs> Excellent. How are you? You know, I am good. Um, I have my Love the Independence Square t-shirt on and uh, a friend of the square. I don't think anybody would be surprised to know that Laurie Dean Wiley loves my Independence Square. I am a big, dare I say huge, fan of it. And like many of uh, those listening, I have some fantastic memories of growing up around my square. The square is our downtown. It is a central point for shopping, eating, tourism, history, and currently our government. It is also full of excitement, music, the public, especially during uh, that huge festival known as Santa Caligon. Um, Santa Caligon days. Yes, it is. And it's filled with hundreds of thousands of people from all around. Today, I wanted to encourage everyone listening, and, and I do. I have a very personal love for the square. And so today, I want to ask those listening to love and support the square, too. Maybe you won't get there, love it as much as I do. But I'd like today to talk about something called the square streetscape. I'm just going to call it like I see it, and some may not like it today, Dan. I know, Laurie being controversial. But I'm willing to tell you why everyone should support and be on board with plans for Trim and Connect, which then leads to the square streetscape. I know in our political landscape, we often hear that money spent on the square only helps one family. I, for one, am thankful for that family, and I'm going to come out and just publicly say thank you to the McLeans. For some reason, folks think that anything attached to the square is only to benefit the family. And in full disclosure, I absolutely adore Cindy McLean. Um, but I have not received anything in return, Dan, today to talk kindly about the Independent Square. I just want to make that clear as well. My belief in the square streetscape has been formed from my own memories, my own love of it, history, support, and participation as a citizen on the square. My grandmother worked at the old Woolsworth on the square. Others may recall Ott's Furniture or Butcher's Real Estate, obviously Katz Drugstore. Whatever the time period of your memories here, don't we all want to make new ones around the Independence Square? And I guess that's really where I want to start. All that we want to do through the streetscape should make making memories just so much easier, more beautiful, uh, more comfortable. So today I want to ask everyone to get on board with the square streetscape. So how did it take shape? In the very beginning, the Independence Municipal Services Department developed a design plan for Truman Connected that included the downtown square as a key destination along the route. So, Streetscape was formed. Basically, they're improvement plans for the square. 
and looks like we're really in the in stages of the planning for it and ready to move forward. Um, there was an update on September 28th of 2020 regarding all the projects and proposals, but even as early as June of this year, there was another opportunity for citizens to come and look at those plans and ask questions and probably even add, why didn't we do this or could we do this? So Dan, since the square streetscape has passed, what do you want citizens to know about it? I don't expect to, this is not directly an answer to your question. Well, we'll get there, I bet. <laughs> we'll get there. I don't expect to change anybody's mind on the square. And I don't expect to change anybody's mind about the McLeans. People form opinions of bias and they stick to it. That's one of the beauties of independence and independence people. I need to say this, though, starting off. Uh, Ken McLean has had an incredible career as a trial lawyer. He has made incredible amounts of money. And he and his wife, Cindy, I mean, Ken's a independence resident, period. He lives off the square in a beautiful house. Ken could live anywhere in this town. In this country. <laughs> in this country. His law office could be many different places than on the square. And it's not. It's right here. And I know, now, I'm going to clarify, I don't talk to Ken McLean. People listening, if there's people that don't like me, they will never believe that. That's fine. It's true. I don't. I talked to Ken McLean one time when I was, it was either before I was a law student or during the time I was a law student. So a few years ago. <laughs> it's been a while. And one of my best friends from high school, his mom went to high school with Ken McLean and Judge Kramer and a number of other people. And she helped introduce me to some of those folks when I was going to be a lawyer. Maybe I'd get a job. Maybe I'd just talk to them or find somebody or, you know, understand a little more about the profession. I don't come from lawyers, so I didn't have anybody. So, and I talked to Ken McLean last year on an event on the square when he just happened by. Those are the two times I've talked to Ken McLean directly, other than I can't even tell you if we've, I, I've never seen him in court because we do different types of practice. And, you know, if anything in passing, but I can't even recount one of those. Uh, Cindy McLean, I didn't know uh, at all until uh, last year or two, maybe, I ran into her, or sometimes you see her at uh, one of the restaurants. So I want to be very clear about this, that 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 I, 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 am, I am not in the McLean family. However, I am absolutely a massive fan. And the reason is Ken uh, is successful, made a lot of money, and then spent a whole bunch of it on the square. He chose to put his money here. He could have put his money anywhere. And he put it here, a good chunk of it. 
And if we don't create an environment where more people can put money on the square, it will never be good. And we will be missing out on the single greatest opportunity independence has to rebuild our reputation. My dad uh, was a police detective, police sergeant, police captain, detective in the early 2000s when we became the meth capital of the world. Oh, wow. And let's be clear. I remember looking at a USA Today front page and it said top 10 meth places. And there we were. Number one was uh, the state of California. The state of California. Number Uh two was Independence, Missouri. So let's be clear. On top of our checkered political past, now we've got a place where all we do is make meth. And this reputation has stuck with us. Now what happened is what we don't get credit for is creating the investigative process for busting meth labs that all the other departments around used and we became really good at. Absolutely. And so our police department is to be lauded for that. But here we are with a half-empty square, with a capitalist overlord, Tim McLean, (laughs) and with a community that is so mad about everything, some people, that they don't want to see anything. Now, my own mother is furious at me, not furious, unhappy with me for spending a single dollar on the square because it's been done before. At some point, 1980, Sometime around then, they spent like $10 million to try to save the square. They shut the roads down, and then they've tried one-way roads, and they've tried no parking, and they've tried more parking, and all the things have changed. But what the problem is with that is they ignored the reality. In the 70s, middle, middles of America, town squares, got obliterated by suburban shopping malls. We have the Center and the Blue Ridge Mall, two of the greatest malls ever to exist, in my opinion. I've spent many days there. Beautiful teenage years. I concur that. (laughs) Uh, Most people would. Uh Uh, So the time that they invested in the square to bring it back was was never going to happen. That was wasted money because it was too late. Now, 30 years on... 20 years on, the internet has obliterated shopping malls. Here we come, progress. We're going to shove it down your throat one way or the other. So all of a sudden, these downtowns now that you see that are are rebuilt, likely Summit or Liberty or even Blue Springs, you see these downtowns being rebuilt now because people aren't, aren't necessarily coming back for the regular department store retail experience, but what they are coming back for is experiences. So restaurants like Ophelia's with its incredible Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Uh, Matt Medley's Three Trails Brewery, Matt and John. Uh, you know, people need experiences. They want a destination somewhere they can spend a Friday night. And... That's what we've got to do here. We, it's not going to be like it was. There, the, Macy's is not coming back. No. Or Sears. You're not going to buy a washer and dryer on the square. But maybe you can buy a really neat uh, piece of furniture that is hard to find online. Or that you can sit in 
before you buy it. Maybe you can enjoy a home homebrew beer or a uh, you know home crafted independence beer yeah. or have some again lovely Brussels sprouts. It's so now I don't even remember what the question is that you asked. Well, just really since the streetscapes passed, what do you want citizens to know about it? The actual infrastructure changes and, and okay. updates from the streetscape. Good. So right now the actual square streetscape project is budgeted for $3 million. $1.6 million roughly will, has been approved by the council to be spent out of our COVID money. And one point four of that is scheduled to be spent uh, state and federal funds. I think, I hate the word think, I believe, I'm fairly certain that those funds have been acquired when we get to that point in the project. Now, what the project is, is uh, it's a streetscape. So streets, curbs, gutters, sidewalks, there's going to be some infrastructure in there, sewage, water pipes underneath the ground. Um, there will be some frou-frou decorations along with it. <laughs> some some trees, light poles, benches, <laughs> seating, some of those things. But but like when you go to Lee Summit, everything looks the same. It matches, and that's what we're going to get. Now, there's a side part of this, which is Truman Connected. Now, Truman Connected is a separate project, uh, 75% funded by the state or by the um, feds. 25% funded by us. There, We are going to make a trail, a walking trail and a bike path that goes from the Truman Library. It's going to go through the square. It's going to go to Inglewood. From Inglewood, it's going to go out to the stadiums. From there, it's going to go out to Raytown, which then connects to Lee Summit, which then connects to Pleasant Hill, which, then, which is the Katy Trail. So literally, if you wanted, you'd be able to walk or bike from the Truman Library to... St. Charles, Missouri. Fantastic. I had an uncle, rode his bike all the time. Yeah. He would have been the first one on that. Uh, he would have absolutely loved it. But it'll be really neat. So we're also incorporating some of the design plans so that everything looks and feels the same. Now, Inglewood's not going to feel like the square, but it, it, there will be a continuity of design, and it's going to be really nice. It's expensive, but it will be really nice. So... Although you don't expect to change a lot of minds, why should a citizen want to be supportive of this? I mentioned earlier when I talked too long without a break, so I'll go, sl- I'll go shorter this time. <laughs> if we are going to change our reputation as being low-income, crime-ridden, meth capital, if we're going to change that reputation in the metro, we are going to have to build nice things people can be proud of. We have to have a safe place. We need to be, go, you need to go down on the square on a Friday night and there's lights on, there's businesses, there's people milling about going in and out and it's just a great, lovely experience. I would be remiss if I didn't mention that many, there are many opportunities to engage with the public that the city had offered and will offer regarding the streetscape and the Truman Connect. 
I think that's one thing that the city has done really well is knowing that money spent on the square can be controversial um, to really express what are the infrastructure changes that will happen. How will the square look different? How will we be a destination place in our quote downtown? I mean, because that's really what it is. Um, I think we've all benefited from the market, the uptown market. I think um, currently the square is hosting music on Saturday nights, come and hang out. Um, and yet they're doing all that without that continuity. They're doing it all without the shade, the benches, um, you know, the trees, just the enhanced lighting. You know, those are some of the things we'll be able to see. But underneath, there's also a need for some electrical changes, definitely some, I think you mentioned, plumbing changes with the water. Um, and so that could also change how cars pull into the square, how they park. You know, one thing that's kind of exciting for me is, is a friend of mine owns a retail shop on the square, but it's just on the wrong side of the one-way street. So she doesn't get to benefit the way somebody who sits on the corner does. And yet she's a part of the square like anybody else. So I'm excited to see maybe those kind of changes also just enhance a business owner that's currently really, they've already put their time and money into supporting the square. We need the public to support them, you know. And I think to your point, you walk around the square, you know where the empty buildings are. And I just want to invite the public to start walking the square, all of it, you know, down all of Lexington, um, down all of Maple, you know, really enjoy it. Um, Dan, I have been on the square, I'm going to lie and say a bazillion times, but I really do feel like I know it that well. Um, there are times I've wanted a bench to sit on and I couldn't find one. Uh, definitely a tree to shade under or, you know, it's raining and you want a little place that you can pop in and uh, get out of the rain. Um, this talk of a bump out or bump outs throughout the square, uh, I think some of that we can visualize and some we don't know how will it really change the experience I could have as a citizen on the square. So what really w is a bump out? What would that look like? Oh, those are typically just, instead of a parking space all the way around, there'll be concrete curbs bumping okay. out. Okay, okay. Mostly. Uh, I'm not an expert on the plan, so I can't tell you how many or where, where they will be. But as what I understand from a design perspective, that's to, that's to sort of slow things down a bit. It makes it a little more pedestrian friendly, a little more bike friendly. It, it, it's a traffic flow thing. It's a it's a not as many parking spaces thing. It's really to make it more of a walkable experience. I also think we our tourism would benefit greatly from this project because aesthetically, it would just look really nice. Um, and we do have tourism come here, but not the amount that you would expect being that we're home of one of the country's only presidential libraries down the street. Um, and then just the history around the square. 
I'm excited that, you know, this will be several years in coming, but there will be a new federal ticket office for the sites and independence um, built right on the, you know, near where the current uh, police station is. Truman Road. Um, so there are more exciting projects coming that will enhance the experience on the square. Um, but I, I just want to encourage people not to wait for those enhancements to happen. Um, really support our square because our merchants need it. Our restaurants need it. Um, and there's a lot of events going on up here that I just find fun. I can't tell you the number of times I've had a thoroughly free experience on the square. Last weekend, Friday, they had the United States, it's a solar car challenge yeah. from, all, from colleges. Friday was the introduction, hundreds of people there. Saturday was the launch, the start of the race. A hundred people there, maybe more, maybe hundreds, and you know, that's a that's a that's a big deal. Yeah, and it was actually really cool. The oddly enough, the mayor and I had been in a thing at Bingham Wagner, and we we're like, yeah, let's go over and watch the start. And it was just really neat, man. It was neat to see the college kids, the different cars, the the parents, the fans, the spectators that came out. And you know, when I picture that. I I could see the streets lined, and I could see a whole host of sort of a, a whole host of like uh-huh. activities for people. If if we get them back again, I mean, we could have a whole renewable energy uh, weekend or day or fair or you know it doesn't need to be Santa Caligon, but we could have people there to talk about solar and home solar and ways to conserve energy and. They've got products that turn your water heater. I saw this at the American Public Power Association meeting. You can turn your water with a $200 device you strap onto your water heater. It turns your water into hydroelectric power, roughly, wow. hydrogen roughly. Okay. And you could get a kilowatt of power out of your water heater. I mean, there's all kinds of cool stuff that, and it's, you know, maybe it would be successful, maybe it wouldn't, I don't know. But when you actually go on the square and do a thing, then it really does spark those creative juices. And you think, man, this really, look at all the space, look at these people. It could be really great. I just think it's incredible of the history we have. But I get more excited about the future of the square, too. You know, And I will say this project um, has strong support from the Chamber of Commerce, the Independent Square Association, the Independence Economic Development Council, the Independent School District. So there are several churches around that have offered their public support of it. So this is something where I think if you really look at what could be on the square, what's currently on the square, support it. What could be on the square, how this could affect our future reputation, how it could provide financial uh, opportunity down the road, and quite frankly, how it could raise our next public leaders. I mean, so I'm going to go back and just say thank you to McLean's. They saw a vision that probably no one else could see. Uh, 
back when they saw a bunch of boarded up buildings. And because of a love of history, his hometown, the opportunities that could be for a public square, again, to exist in independence, put time and money and effort into making positive changes. We still have more work to do. Um, but I want to thank people like Matt, who owned the brewery with, you know, and um, Scandinavia, who's been up on the square for years and years and years. And new people on the square, like Brandy at her retail store. Um, even, you know, the insurance agents that right, are up cupcakes. here. The cupcakes. You know, the cupcakes. Uh, you know, the gift store ran by Michelle. I mean, there is, you can spend a day up on the square currently. So let me be clear with that. But wow, what more could it be? What more could it be? And that's really, I do ask people to consider taking personal feelings about somebody who's been very successful, the McLeans, and not letting that cloud how successful and what the square could be for the citizens of independence. I hear routinely, what about Nolan Fashion Square? What are you doing about Nolan Fashion Square? Without the McLeans, we would be hearing, what are, we, what are you gonna do about the square? What are you gonna do about the square? There would be no Three, Three Trails Brewery. There would be no, I don't know, that bakery gal is spectacular. Like, it's like world Aaron. class. It's world class. Like, and she's on the square, man. Come see a Claire's de la Lune. A Claire's de la Lune. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. Michelle, I know that uh, Karen DeLucci. Yeah. Love that place. She loves Nina, Scandinavian, but yeah. she all her gifts came from the square. She gives little gifts to everybody all the time, all from the square. And these businesses, these unique businesses, these sort of experience businesses they need to be the expectation not the exception absolutely i think the maybe i'll call it jealousy you know like people feel bad talking about the square the square the square go shop there it's not to take anything away from 39th street businesses it's to enhance the fact that there is incredible shopping and independence but, it, but the square does and should hold a special place. It's the center of our town. It's our history. It's a fun place presently with restaurants and bars, the uptown market, uh, market events. I believe it will only get better in our future. Uh, connection to the Truman Library and the sports complex, as you mentioned, makes it really a future hub. Um, so whatever reservations or beliefs that you have currently against improving our square, please be open-minded to the beauty, fun, entertainment, customer service, fantastic food. Okay, can I mention again the Brussels sprouts? The fantastic food, yeah. uh, comfort, enjoyment, care, and events that you can experience currently by being a citizen of Independence, Missouri and all from the center of our own town, the historic Independence Square. So, once again, thank you to the McLeans. Thank you for seeing a vision and starting it all and building on it and keeping it um, relevant for more than 25 years.
25 years they've been committed to the square. Thank you to the other merchants. Thank you to anyone who shops here currently. Um, and thank you too for citizens tax dollars that are supporting what goes on here. So it's really just a huge opportunity. Um, I can't wait to see with the improvements what it will be like and just look forward to more memory making. So what's the next step? What is something that will be announced or the next step for this project or where if somebody wants more information about it where they can go? Dan? Uh, the city website has still has some information on the square streetscape. John Perkins, the city council member for the first district, is tuned in to most of the happenings with the street square, street squeeze scrape. <laughs> the the uh, the uh, on the honor roll committee, which is working somewhat on the square, the Independent Square Association and. There's lots of different organizations that have an interest in it. So get a hold of John Perkins if you if you really want to know good details. And of course, you could ask anybody um, that you know that owns a business up there. Most likely, they're fairly well tuned in too. So um, yeah, I would. Uh, last thing I'll say today, I I, I want to throw a teaser out there Sounds because good. I am dying, dying, not technically dying. Uh, I am dying to share what I believe independence can look like and can be in some projects, I think, that are within our grasp. So uh, I'm going to, down the road, we'll have a podcast about that. But I, I, if you can get your glass half full, uh, this, it will be the one to listen to. Awesome. Well, I am a positive person, so I, my glass is always half full. But let's fill it all the way up. I look forward to that. Um, I'd like to transition. So we had talked about in the past, maybe just as we educate more and more and more, that maybe there are some folks who just don't give the time to listen to city council meetings or have ever attended one. And I thought, let's start a new segment, Dan, called Give Me the Lowdown, Dan. Kind of tell me what... What is an update on any pressing resolutions, bills, or topics from the city council meetings, or just things coming up that maybe uh, you would invite the public to attend, or, you know, yeah, just what's coming what's up? What's going on? Uh, I'm going to watch the timer and shoot for like a minute or a minute and a half. Okay, so sounds good. number of things that are sort of bubbling behind the scenes and a little bit out in the open. One is the... Pet folks are making a big push to recall the pit bull ban, and they don't have the support on the council to overturn that pit bull ban or recall that pit bull ban. But what I have told them, and what I know several councilmen have told them, told them is that uh, if they get a petition and either finalize it or get really close, that I would be willing to put it on the ballot as a ballot item and let the people vote. So, folks, if you're interested in the pit bull ban, for it or against it, I'm not picking sides right now, um, then start paying attention because it's coming up. They're going to collect signatures for their petition uh, either at the primary or at the general November. I'm not, I don't, 
I'm not involved, so I don't know. The second thing that's coming up, um, the Charter Committee should be passed on August 1. I expect it to be. Everybody's in line. It seems like there are people certainly that aren't, that aren't for it or don't understand it, don't want it, but it should be passed on August 1. August 2 is the primary. So we have four candidates running for uh, Karen DeLucci's seat. The Ethics Committee is a bit of a thing, but it's going to be fine. We're going to work through it. The other thing is, should we should council people be? I'm way past my time. Should council people <laughs> should council people be subject to the city's HR laws and and sort of be, you know, overseen by the HR department? I say yes. I'm a huge fan of this. In the past, people don't know it. This isn't something you hear about, but particularly women have been treated extremely poorly by certain council members. Thank you for bringing that up. Over the years, it's ab- abhorrent, abominable, uh, completely and horrendously unacceptable. Every person should get to come to work, no matter where they're at, and feel safe and comfortable to do their job. That has not been the case on the third floor or actually in lots of city hall. So 100%, we should not be policing ourselves. Let's get some oversight. Every person that works in a business at a company has to follow these rules. Uh, it shouldn't be a big deal to just say, yes, we'll follow the rules. So those are sort of the big things. Um, that's the that's the update. Well, thanks for the lowdown, Dan. Uh, that's a wrap for another episode of We Have Issues. I want to thank sincerely to our listeners. And please go to Facebook. We do have a Facebook page, uh, We Have Issues podcast. Um, like us. And pretty soon, I'm excited to say, we may have a website. So uh, we look forward to interacting with you. And uh, I just ask this one thing. Make sure to keep it clean. (laughs) Have a great day. Thanks, Laurie. We want to thank you for joining us. I'm Laurie Dean Wiley. And I'm Dan Hobart. Join us again next week because... We have issues.